Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome back to a very surprising episode. Now this isn't like the full return of the film club, but I've just been watching a lot of things lately and I just need to share. I felt the urge to share and I think the only like appropriate place to do so is on the film club. So this is Foam Club. Hello. If you don't know what this is, I understand. But basically what we do is talk all things foam, movies, series, you know, audio, podcasts, stories, literally everything under the sun that has got something to do with storytelling. And one of my favorite things to do, and as I said, I've been watching a lot lately, um, and I just wanted to share with you all. Now, I'm a little bit distracted because I'm having a bit of trouble. I'm trying to send an email, but I don't know how. <laughs> now, that sounds very bad, but I think this is how you do it. What is this? Use No. How do you send an email? Yeah, I'm having a bit of trouble. Um, but welcome to Film Club. And I just want to say this, so what we are going to be covering, and if you have been listening the past couple of days or whatever, you've already, you've already heard this, um, but there's going to be a part of which you haven't heard yet, which is also really exciting, um, but we're going to cover the Hunger Games, which I already did and I was obsessed with, and I'm still obsessed with, um, and then we're also going to cover a bunch of other things, like I've been watching so many things like i've watched in the past two days i've watched move like three movies uh i'm watching a show am i watching a show i don't know um it's just a lot a lot's going on and i wanted to talk about it so i'm so excited to to do that so um if you don't know who i am i get that my name is naledi and welcome to the never Alone podcast with me um this is the film club this isn't our official return, but we will we will be having like a foam type beat thing for the winter break, which is going to be really fun. Um, but I'm just really excited. Now, enjoy this piece of the Hunger Games rant that I went on. Um, and then we'll chat about um, the other things that I've been watching in a little bit. So yeah, enjoy. watched the hunger games yes on friday on free i watched Hunger Games on friday which is when it came out in theaters and let me tell you okay before talking about the hunger games i want to talk about something before because this was like super surprising to me so when i'm like i'm in the the theater the movie theater now the cinema and you know they play a lot of trailers they played like mean girls they played this other thing and then there's other thing and then this other trailer came. I think it's directed or something by George Clooney. And I was like, what? It was so, like, random. I was like, okay. And the movie is called um, Boys in a... Is it Boys in a Boat? Oh, I might have got that wrong. Boys in a Boat or Boys in the Boat. Something along those lines. And I'm watching this trailer. And I'm super, like, from, like, the beginning. Firstly, George Clooney directing. Okay. Um... And I'm super drawn to this thing. I'm like, okay. And 
something the trailer was pretty long it was like explaining the whole story but i feel like it's more nuanced than that and more complicated but i wrote <laughs> i literally started tearing up in the trailer and now I, I was like this is the first time that i've like teared up slashed cried in a trailer like if you think about that for a second, like, why am I crying during a trailer? So, I don't know. Something about this movie made me tear up a little bit. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why did I get super emotional watching a trailer of a movie? And just that initial reaction, I'm like, I have to see this movie when it comes out. So I will be watching Boys in the Boat. Now, I don't know if I'm going to watch it in the movies or just by myself. Well, that's a whole new thing. But I am going to watch Wonka in the movies because I want to see Timmy sing. Um, Don't know if I'm going to watch Aquaman in the movies. Not sure about that. Then again, movie tickets are super expensive. And I, yeah, there's just like so much going on. Anyway, then The Hungry Games played. Now, let me tell you, uh, I loved it. Now, if you don't know, I love The Hunger Games. I think in a couple of episodes before, I spoke about, like, how I even wrote it on my phone's notes app saying that The Hunger Games, like, franchise is honestly one of my favorites of all time. Just, like, the beginning, Catching Fire, Mockingjay, Part 1 and 2, just, like, the whole series is honestly one of my favorite things in the entire world. I literally freak out every time I watch the movies. I just get so excited. Oh my word. Just thinking about it makes me so happy. And being brought back, I never knew, like I never ever ever knew that there was a a prequel. Now I haven't read the books. Now if I'm being completely honest, I don't think I'll ever read the books. But because I remember the first book my brother had, and I needed something to read. And I was like, let me read this, whatever. I opened the first page. I read the first page. And then I just, like, put it down. Now, mind you, I was, like, very young. So maybe this version of me will enjoy it. But at the time, I was like, I'm not reading this book. Um, but I love the movies and the world and the characters. And I didn't know there was a prequel. And kind of being brought back into the world of Panem and just, like, the whole fantasy element of the Hunger Games was so fun, nostalgic, and exciting. And to see, like, different characters. Obviously, this kind of focuses on um, on Snow, Coriolanus Snow, and his story, and how he becomes who he ends up being, like, 64 years later or something like that. Um, and it's super interesting. Um, I think... What surprised me, also not really surprised me, is the musical element of the the movie. Obviously, we know Rachel Ziegler is like a talented performer and singer, so it would be kind of like a wasted opportunity not to use that and use her beautiful voice um, through Lucy Gray Baird. Um, and I just think it was so different, but also so like nostalgic at the same time because you can definitely tell that and obviously it is like it's its own thing but it's also 
like Pan Am, like Hunger Games, the, the Hunger Games we all know and love. Like there were elements of that and I just love, I just love it so much. I just love it so much. And I was going to talk, I was going to like reflect yesterday, like right after the movie. But then I was like, no, I kind of want to let it sit and maybe, maybe through interviews or maybe through just me letting it deep inside of me, I will, you know, digest the movie a bit better not be I guess super like reactive and emotional not emotional emotional not the right word but just reactive and I, I, just, I just wanted to let the movie sit and me think about it and a common like word that kept coming back was compelling I think that's like the thing about these movies and people's performances and especially this movie was compelling I think Tom Blythe by Coriolanus Snow. It's, I don't know where the word compelling comes from, but just like, it was so, how do I describe this? It was so drawing that it really made you like focus on everyone's performances as like, you want to listen to every single word this person's saying because it's important and it's important for their character and the story or whatever. But something about everyone's performance and the movie was so compelling and drawing it's like you could not miss like you can't afford to go to the bathroom no you have to sit and watch the whole thing to get the whole thing and I think a lot of what I well for me at least was in the non-spokenness and that's definitely not a word but the unspoken was very loud um what was that? And what I mean by that is, I guess, like just facial expressions and reactions from like, you know, so not every, not necessarily what people were saying was like the big thing, but just like looking at Coriolanus's face when this is happening or Lucy Gray's face when this is happening and kind of seeing her face process what's going on. And that's just like the brilliance and talentedness of the actors, you know, Josh Rivera, Rachel Zegler, Tom Blythe, and Hunter Schaefer, who was amazing as Tigress. Okay, I need to say something about Tigress, because maybe it's just a me thing, but I only recall, <laughs> I only recall seeing Tigress in, like, Mockingjay, part one, I think, in the movies specifically, but I only recall seeing her, like, when the rebellion was happening with, like, Katniss and Peter and was Finnick there? Yeah, Finnick was there, and they were moving to through the districts to make it to the capital, I think, and there was, like, a hideout situation, and then Tigris comes out. That's the only recollection I have of Tigris in the movies. I'll probably have to go back and kind of go deeper, but I'm like, oh, Tigris is, like, pretty, pretty close with Coriolanus, like, you know, like, snow, and I was like, oh, but I don't, I don't remember, maybe in the books it's a whole different story, but in the movies I only recall seeing her like once, <laughs> once or twice, but Hunter was so good as Tigers, her performance was also very, then again, compelling, all of their, was like compelling and drew you in, and it was just like, what is the word, not seductive, but kind of, not hypnotizing, but it's just so, I don't know, 
I can't find the words, but I would just say it was amazing. And moving on to the music. Then again, this music element was super surprising, but also not really because we know that Rachel is an amazing singer. Um, but the amount of music in terms of like, we all, like Lucy Gray is um, part of the Covey and she performs with the Covey, like the band, like we're aware of that. But then there's like some random moments, um, like when she, when she kind of gets chosen, I guess, to, as a tribute and, you know, she's on the stage like falling and the, the crowd starts to sing, what do they sing? They go, can't take my past. And then some other dude goes, can't take my history. Can't take my time. And then there's like this thing going, I'm like, whoa, what is happening? And Lucy sings, she carries on singing. And it's just like this, it's so, I don't know. It's because it's quiet, there's no commotion happening. It's just Rachel, Lucy Gray singing and everyone in the capital is watching and then she goes into the mic and sings you can da 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 and i'm like whoa okay um and that's like the first glimpse we get of um lucy gray singing and then where's the other one where you get of her singing oh like when she sings for the thing that was super awkward the ballad of lucy gray but it was a good song um and then Where's love this? Oh, so she sings in the arena. I want to talk about when she sings in the arena because this was really interesting to me. And probably one of my favorite mo- moments in the movie. Um, but if you look at the thing, there are similarities. Like, I'm not the right person to go to this stuff. Like, there are definitely more people who know more than I do. But me as a fan, like, I just see, like, when Lucy Gray is in the arena, and she's going, Jessup, Jessup, she's screaming for this man, and there's this, like, moment where she has to kind of, like, collect herself, and kind of realize, oh, snap, like, I need to be ready, kind of thing, and that reminded me of, is it the second movie with the quarter, yeah, it was the second movie when Katniss is kind of, I think, when, is it Senna? when Senna gets killed in front of her and then she gets, like, elevated up into the arena with the water and whatnot. And she's kind of, like, disoriented by everything around her. Like, she's in shock. And then there's that moment where she has to kind of collect herself, like Lucy Gray did. She closes her eyes, and it's, like, this weird thing of... Not weird thing, but this thing of, like, seeing their faces kind of... And it's just like... Such talented people. And they kind of collect themselves. And then she opens her eyes. And I don't know. though That was like super similar. Because I remember seeing that look in Katniss's face. Where she was like, a very close friend of mine just died. Now I, I'm like in this arena needing to fight for my life. And she's super disoriented. And then she closes her eyes. And then she gets this look in her face of like readiness and rage and fire and anger. There's like so many things happening. Both Lucy Gray, it's like also disoriented a little bit, screaming for this Jessup dude, and then she closes her eyes to collect herself. It's like, so good. Um, But moving on, they're in the arena for like a bit, and then the snakes come in. And obviously we know what Corio did with the snake situation, if you've watched the movie. Oh, I am spoiling, by the way. 
Um, and the snakes basically kill everybody. And Lucy is kind of like crawling away, but the snakes aren't like killing her. But she's crawling away, they're climbing on her. And then she starts saying, I'm like, okay. And in the beginning, I was not for it. I was like, this is not a musical. Like, it's not a musical. Why is she deciding to sing? But then again, you realize, oh, like, you know, I guess you could say her singing or her voice is kind of like her weapon in some, I don't know. But she uses her voice. So it was like, this is not a musical, but I might, whatever. And they start singing. And people in the capital are asking, why are the snakes not attacking her? And obviously, us as the audience know, but people in the capital obviously don't. And then Corio goes, maybe it's her singing. And this is a very captivating performance by Lucy Gray, aka Rachel. But there's this moment, and like this, like you can hear the score, like the music of like, I don't know what is, but you know the score of like a, a movie. And there's this like weird like gravitas like like this build up when she sings and this it's like this beautiful shot of like the snakes below her kind of on her half of her and she's oh my word it is breathtaking and she sings it's oh, God, it's just such a beautiful like collection of things elements coming together and it's like this powerful moment of like. Lucy Gray should be dying by these snakes, but she isn't. They're just, like, wrapping around her in this, like, ugh. And the music, the film, the score just adds to it whilst Rachel is singing. And it's just, like, so... I actually want to watch that again. Because it was, like, such a powerful moment. And I was, like, this is, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, but then, obviously, she doesn't die. And I just, that was like a big thing. I don't know. Just like everything of that scene was just like, chef's kiss. Um, moving, so that's really all I have to say about the movie. And just like performances. I mean, who really shook me? Let me talk about this. I was pretty disappointed with Sejanus. Obviously, I don't know much about Sejanus. People seem to love the man. But knowing, like, I know, like, Josh Rivera is such a talented actor. I just wish they gave him a bit more. You know what I mean? For example, in the trailer, um, there's this, the scene of where he goes, you monsters, all of you. And it's like, whoa. Now, in my brain, I was like, I'm excited to see what that's about. Because you think, oh, that's just like a snippet of what we're actually going to see in the movie. Then turns out in the movie, that's exactly what happened. And I was just like a bit disappointed because I would have thought that there would have been something leading up to him acting that way, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, uh, was it Marcus? A friend of his died in the games. And then he just gets up and he throws the chair and he goes, Your masters, all of you. And that's okay. But I wish at least he would have said a few things before that leading up to him saying, you're monsters, all of you. Not him just going, throwing a chair, you're monsters, all of you. You know what I mean? So at least I just wish there was a bit more dialogue going on there. As, so there was like this build up to him, if that makes sense. But he is amazing, Joshua Rivera. It's like, I, <laughs> I don't know how you get to that point. Anyway, just like performances, Rachel, Tom Blythe, 
I had never, ever, ever heard of this man ever in my entire life. And seeing him as Coriolana Snow, it was quite something. And it's interesting to see that the snow we know, ooh, okay, pause, in like the Hunger Games, and wh- how slash why he becomes the way he is, is because of Lucy Greybeard. But I don't blame Lucy, to be fair, because there was something about Corio that was really interesting. Because he is like this nice, soft dude-ish. But the first time I suspected there's like this, there's like this thing going on inside of him, like this dark side. And it was first when he killed the tribute. Like he hit the tribute twice over the head and then the tribute was like down on the floor. Like he's down, like he's not getting up. So Corio could have literally just left in that moment. But something, like, it's like a switch happened where he had to hit the dude again and, or, you know, end up killing the guy. Like, he didn't have to do that. Like, he didn't have to do that. Please don't come in here. And it was, oh, my word. So there was these people here and I was like, please don't come in because I have to pause this thing. But he didn't have to do that. But there was like this there was this look in his eyes where it was like, what the heck? Like this, like it's like a switch happened. And Tom Blythe is so brilliant at like making that kind of subtle, but also evident, if that makes sense. Like you can and then again in where Lucy was performing, he was punching this guy who was like heckling um Lucy Gray. Um and he punches him twice, and like the guy's out, and then Sejanus has to push push him away, pull him away, sorry. And it's like there's something going on, and I think that thing kind of like scared Lucy Gray a little bit because, and then also when what's the name, Corio shot the man, and then Lucy Gray was like, "What the? What did you just do?" So there was like this darker side to him, and then obviously when they go in the shed, and he picks up the gun. And he goes, this feels whatever. And he goes, it feels powerful. <laughs> That's when I knew, oh, snap. Like something. And then they had that conversation. And then Lucy Gray obviously ran away. And that kind of made Coriolanus, you know, go to the other side. And I can't exactly recall what he said when he met with Dr. Volume. What's her name? Volumnia Gal, whatever, um, who's played by the amazing Viola Davis. And she asks him, what are the Hunger Games for? And he says this amazing thing. Um, and that's the moment, you know what I mean? Um, so it's interesting to say that Lucy Gray is, I wouldn't say the reason, but is part of why Corio becomes the way he is and how he is. Um, which is, honestly, I get it. I get it from both sides, Lucy Gray's side, because, like, Corio is scary, you know? And it's those blue eyes, like, those blue eyes that Tom Blythe has that makes it, like, super intense at the same time. Um, but I loved it. I loved the movie. My favorite song, though, let me tell you my favorite song. And there was also this thing of, like, after the movie, I went and binged, um... <clears throat> the interviews because I was scared some interviews would have spoilers and I didn't know but it's so nice to be familiar with the characters I mean the actors I mean I'm already aware of Rachel Zegler and 
Joshua Rivera, but Tom Blythe and Hunter, I love all of them. So it's super cool um, that they're so open to talk about and that they can because of the the strike. Um, and yeah, I just go on a deep dive. I love going on a deep dive um, because then again, I know nothing. I'm just like a fan, you know, making her own little interpretations of what she just watched. So, but my favorite movie, I mean, my favorite song is 100%, um, what's the song called? Pure Driven Snow. Oh my gosh. And the way Rachel sings that song, it's so good. It's, oh, it's hypnotizing, hypnotizing, is that the right word? It's so like, you're as pure as a driven snow. She goes there. I mean, I can't go there, but Rachel goes there, and she can go there. And it's just like, oh, and just, oh, the foaming, and oh my word, it's just like the best thing ever. Um, and another one last thing I'll answer is like that they kept asking is, do you prefer like curls, Coriolanus Snow, or Buzz? Me, I'm a hundred percent Buzz. I think Buzz looked really good. I mean. There was, yeah, no, I, I just thought Buzz was always better. Um, he looked good with the curls, but I was always Buzz. Um, what else did I want to say? What else did I want to say? Oh, choreo. I remember I was watching, like, interviews, and Tom Blythe kept calling Coriolanus choreo. And I was like, who is choreo? Why do they keep calling this man choreo? And then, because we just know him as snow usually and Coriolanus snow um but it's actually pretty tricky to say because a lot of people got it wrong by saying Cornelius but I think Coriolanus is such a pretty name I I don't know I just think it's a pretty name so I'm definitely gonna name like a pet of mine one day Coriolanus I just think it's a really pretty name and then like the name Corio is such a cool name so yeah. Anyway, that is my little rant about that was pretty that was like a half an hour. I'm so sorry about that, but I this is this is what film club is for. Oh, should I save this for film club? Maybe I will. I will probably put this in film club. Um yeah, I think I'm gonna do that eventually. So putting a pen in this, this is like we're gonna be a movie for film club one day. And, yeah, you'll just, like, if you are a dedicated and loyal listener of the party, you'll probably hear this twice, but let me make a note of that. <laughs> Future Film Club. Just make a note of that because, yeah, it's just, like, that good. Um, save audio. Anyway, moving on. I hope you enjoy that. I hope that made sense. A lot of the time I just fear that what I'm saying makes like zero sense. So I hope that made sense. And this might be, this. it might sound a bit like, um, not redundant, but like repetitive for some of you because I have already, I literally copy and paste it <laughs> from that episode. I literally said that in that episode that 
I'm going to move this to a phone club theme because I feel like... Because it was such a random thing. Like, the episode was... What was it about? It was about, like, I don't know, like, being... Not knowing things and being okay with that. And then out of, like, the blue, there's just, like, a Hunger Games, like, rant in the beginning. Um, so I, I was like, let me move that to a place where it's more appropriate. Um, and so I did. And so I hope... And so I hope you enjoyed. Did I send it? Oh, whatever. Um, so yeah, I loved everything about it. Hunger Games, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. It was quite something. I didn't cry, but it was a visual storytelling masterpiece. And I encourage everyone to go watch it ASAP Rocky. Anyway, moving on. Dang it, I forgot something. Um, but I will, I'll get it now now. I've been watching a lot of things lately. Um, I can talk about what I watched yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it two days ago? Two days ago, maybe. Um, and then I'll talk about something else that I'm watching. But just to briefly, you know, say a few things is that... What did I watch two days ago? I watched somebody I used to know. Um, that's the movie with Alison Brie, who I'm obsessed with. And her husband, Dave Franco, and I think it was they like wrote that movie or something like that. So I watched that. I watched something from Tiffany's yesterday, today. When did I watch these things? A couple of days ago. Now, I want to talk about something from Tiffany's because I'm not a rom com gally. Like, do you want to mail Oh! Okay, um, I'm not a rom-com girly, so I never watch rom-coms, ever, um, but I was like, you know what, I feel like a good movie, and I had no idea what something from Tiffany's was, I knew that Shay Mitchell was in it, and I was like, I know Shay Mitchell, let me watch the movie, and so I did, I watched something from Tiffany, did I send it? I'm sorry, I feel so... Um, and I watched it, and to be honest, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Oh, I did send it. Yay! Look at me go. Um, I loved everything about it. It was just like a good movie. You know, I don't know. Then again, I'm not like a rom-com person, so... I don't even know how to comment on this movie, if I'm being honest. But it was like, it was really short. It was an hour and 27, I think. And starring Zoe Deutsch and Shay Mitchell and what's his name? Kendrick Sampson, is that? I never heard of him, but now I know who he is. Um, and it was just such a really, it was just a good movie. It was a good feel good movie like I can see myself watching that movie many many times like I can I will watch it again if it's on I because it's just like a good movie and it's actually funny um it was really funny I was laughing it was pretty funny and random I don't know what her real name is I want to say Javasia, but she plays Batwoman in the CW and she was in it I was super surprised but she was in it and the person who played her girlfriend they were both really funny and I just love their dynamic even though they didn't we didn't see much of it but when it was on it was really good 
Um, and I just loved everything about the movie. And the daughter, name's Daisy, is going to be playing... What's her name? Annabeth in the new Disney Plus Percy Jackson series, which I'm really excited for. I love Percy Jackson. I mean, I've never... I think I've, I've only read the first book. But I've, you know, the Logan Lerman and um, Alexander Daddario, the movies are, you know, big. But apparently, me, as someone who hasn't read the books, I've just, like, heard that there's a lot of, like, holes in the movies. So people were a bit, like, not happy about that. But now that there's a series... um, and people are just super excited. And I'm also super excited. And the trailer looks so cool. I was like to myself a couple of, when I saw this, I was like, this is like such a perfect opportunity for Disney as well to kind of grow with these characters. I don't I didn't say that right, but what I want to see, because they are like the actors, Walker, I think her name is Leah. I'm not sure, but the main three people, they are pretty young. And I want to see them grow, like, in real life. So I'm guessing that they're, like, 14, maybe. I want the show to go on until they're, like, 20. Kind of like a Stranger Things type beat. And I just think it'll be so cool to see the development of them as actors and their characters in a story like Percy Jackson, which has so many books like this show this 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 like franchise has so many books if i remember and there's such a like real opportunity here for longevity and i think that would be really cool because obviously they're i'm not a acting professional but they are young they might not know a lot but i think Growing with them and seeing their acting improve and get better and better and getting more gritty scenes and I just think it's such a perfect and I, and I just said to myself I really want to grow with these actors and grow with these characters. Um, so I hope that happens and I think I think Disney Disney Plus might be the the place to do it because I don't know a lot of Disney Plus shows that have like more than like three seasons. If I'm being honest. Um, and, you know, with Netflix, you never know. You never know with Netflix. So, um, I think Apple TV could have been a nice place. Um, but Disney, Disney Plus makes sense, actually. But I just hope they go, they go the distance with this one. Um, what else? I spoke about how shattered (coughs) I was. My heart literally fell when they announced... Shadow and Bone is coming to an end um, when they announced that. And I was heartbroken, like devastated. Because if you don't know, right now I'm reading the books and I'm literally almost done with the first book, the Shadow and Bone trilogy. I'm reading the first one, loving it so far. It got kind of steamy a little bit, but I love it. And then I'm going to read the second one, Siege and Storm, when I'm done. No, I'm not. I'm going to read Hellbent um, from the Orphan X series. And then I'm going to read Season Storm. Um, and I'm just obsessed. And I really... I am grateful for the show. Because I was not aware of Shadow and Bone at all. 
um, before the show, and I'm glad that this show brought me to the books and to this whole new, new fantasy world of Ravka and the the Grishaverse, and I'm just so excited to get into it, but I'm just so sad that the show is, like, not getting picked up. And it makes sense, I mean, I did say, well, it doesn't make sense, but I did say that it, the show strikes me as, like, a very expensive show to produce and to, to do, um, because, and that's the price you pay for quality, I mean, what the heck, you wouldn't want a bad show, um, but I can imagine it's pretty expensive, but I don't know, I'm not Netflix, I don't know why they cancelled Shadow and Bone, because I really thought there was potential there, but, I mean, I, I don't know, because I haven't read the books, but I know the fans are mad, they are raging at this, because it just doesn't make sense, and they were saying that, you know, I don't even know, like, what to read anymore, but it makes sense that they're putting more into other projects, maybe, like, Wednesday, or, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but it's just really sad that I'm not gonna see, you know, Jessie Mae Lee again, The Crows again, and Alina Starkov, and just the whole, everything. It's kind of sad. But it's fine. I have the books to keep me going, so it's all good in the neighborhood. Um... But going back to, I did say that I was having, like, a Marvel marathon. A Marvathon. Oh, that was bad. But I've been having, like, a Marvel marathon lately where I'm just watching a bunch of Marvel movies. Mostly movies that I had not seen. Um, me being a huge Marvel fan and watching the Marvels, which I already spoke about in the previous episode, which was so good. Um, I was like, there are things that I haven't watched. Like, I hadn't watched... Ant-Man and the Wasp, I hadn't watched um, Ant-Man Quantumania, I haven't watched Thor Love and Thunder, just like, I just have a bit of like holes and a bit of gaps, so I was like, let me go back and watch these things again, you know, and it was really good, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp is really funny, and I just love Marvel, so I kind of, I don't know, something about Love and Thunder, I was like, no, I don't want to watch this. Because it just gave off a vibe that I was like, I don't want to watch this. But I watched it and it was, it was okay. It was decent. Um, but I think next on my list is The Eternals. Because I haven't watched The Eternals. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm probably going to watch two or the whole Guardians of the Galaxy again. Because I don't remember. I only remember the second one. I don't remember the first one. And obviously I haven't watched the second one. The third one, I mean. But I have seen the second ones. But I'm going to watch the whole thing over. And just get into it. I'm in my Marvel superhero era. Well, that's not true. Um, but, and I also need to watch Loki. I haven't seen season two yet. I haven't seen season one, the finale, which is what I need to still watch. Um, so there's just like a lot to catch up on. And I love it. I love every every moment of it. And I'm just excited for the future, and all, all things. Now, somebody I used to know. Now, this movie was super interesting. I mean, where I had not been aware of Alison Brie before, but I've come to know, realize that she's one of my favorite people in the whole world. I think she is hilarious. And... An amazing act, actor, obviously, and watching this movie, there were some takeaways, um, honestly, and I think 
there's not much I can say about the movie and kind of like wrapping it up, but a big takeaway, excuse me, for me was that um, I was so glad that the movie kind of ended in a way that I didn't expect it to end. Because in my head, I was like, oh, what's her name? Her name's not Rachel, is it? Allie. Allie's going to get back together with Sean, and that's just going to be what it is. That was, like, my expectation, because that's just how it goes. But it proved me wrong. The movie proved me wrong, and that was not the case. And I was so happy about that, that the movie did not end the way that I had expected it to. You know what I mean? And it would have been so easy to be like, yeah, um, Ali is Sean's true love and they just, they like are meant for each other. But there is so much kind of like baggage and trauma there that even, I can't remember exactly what I said verbatim, but um, the fact that Ali was like okay with leaving things as it was and being like, this is not meant for me. Like, oh, okay. Um, was such a bold thing of her to do, and there was just, like, you know, there was just so many little messages in there, and I kind of want to end on, uh, a thing she said. So she said, you know, what if, she said, devoting yourself to one thing, but what if that thing was the wrong thing? And I remember when she said that, I was like, oh, snap. Because <laughs> that kind of hit hard a little bit, because... And I guess you never know with anything, really. Like, I could be here, for example, I could devote my whole life to to tennis and be like, this is right, like, this is right. But in the back of my mind, it could be lingering of, like, what if this is the wrong thing? You know, what if this is not my path? But I think no one really knows their path. I think by just doing it and seeing it out and see what comes of it, that's how you figure it out, kind of, but when she said that, you know, devoting yourself to one thing, but if that one thing is wrong, and that kind of alters, like, your brain a little, because you could think that this one thing is your purpose, but what if it's not, and it, I don't know, it's too, it's too much for my brain, but she said that, but then, what I took away is that, well, you never know, unless you try, you know, I could think that this is, this, this tennis is my purpose, or my, my, the right thing, and I've tried it, and then it turns out it's not, then I'll just try another thing, you know, and so much easier said than done, but it's not that simple, like, it's not that simple, I've thought so many times, um, and not so many, actually, like, twice in the past of, like, what if I just stop playing now, like, what if I just stop playing tennis, I decide, I'm done, it's over, I'm not doing this anymore, because I don't want to, I just don't, don't want to do it anymore, and in, like, you could think, yeah, you can do that, but there's so much there's so, there's so much there that you are kind of leaving. And a lot of the reason why I never really dropped this because I work so hard to be in the position that I am that it feels like a waste if I just say, mm, I'm done. But then I've also come to accept that it's not a waste because you've learned so much through the sport. Like you've learned so much through the sport um, and it has taught you so much. It has made you the person that you are that it ultimately wasn't a waste of time. Like, you've grown quite, you know, like, not, I'm not to toot my own horn, but you've grown quite a bit, you know, through playing the sport. So, ultimately, it, it isn't a waste of time. And I think to myself sometimes, like, could I just decide, mm, will I be okay if I say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore? And I think I will. I think I'll be fine. 
Um, but that's not where I am. I kind of want to do this. I want to play. I want to compete. I want to give it my all. Um, I have, like, this whole thing in my brain. Like, this whole plan. Um, of... Anyway, that's not the point. Um, so it's just interesting what she said. Anyway, I'm gonna cut it short here, folks. Well, wait, let me say one more thing. Because I have an appointment to go to. And I'm gonna be late. Um, but I will say one thing. Is that I have, like, a list. Well, not I need to add on to this list. But I have, like, a list of things that I want to watch and get into. Like, at the moment, I'm watching, like, Rick and Morty every week. I watch Bob's Burgers when I'm bored. I watch... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I watch Invincible when I can, which is quite something. But I want to, like, have a show. And what was my show? And then it, like, finished. Oh, I'm also watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel still. Love it. I'm on season three. Am I? No, I'm still season two. Almost done. But I love it. It's so funny. So that's what I'm watching now, actually. But things I want to watch is Fellow Travelers with Matt Bomer and Johnny, Jonathan Bailey. Lessons in Chemistry with Brie Larson. I really want to watch that. And also Wish, which is a Disney movie. And I've just heard the soundtrack is, like, phenomenal. So I want to watch the movie. And I love Ariana DeBose. I always say her name, like, Dubois, but it's DeBose. I don't know why I say Dubois. Um, Because there's no, like, asterisks on top of her name. Anyway... That's what I have for you folks. I need to get changed and I need to go to my appointment because after that I need to go to the gym and then after that I need to come back here and do some work and clean and all the things. So with that being said folks, it's been fun. This has felt super short but then again we will come back with the film club full time some point, maybe next year or something but for the winter break, bonanza! We will be doing Movie Mondays. I'm saying that we'll be doing Movie Mondays. Um, so watching a movie. Not watching a movie on the Monday, but watching the movie like the Saturday and then reflecting on it the Monday. That's what Movie Mondays is what I mean. Um, but fear not, there's going to be an episode this week on Thursday and on Sunday. It is Thanksgiving. It is a Thanksgiving week. So lots to be thankful for. It's my first Thanksgiving, kind of. Yeah, No, it is kind of. Because on Sunday we went to my coach's house and we had like a Thanksgiving dinner. But my first real Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And I'm going with my um, with my teammate who's been so, so kind um, to invite me with to a family. Um, so that should be fun. And we're going to reflect on that and just have a nice little chat on a good Thursday. And also, I am alone. In, I'm, I'm recording in my room. I didn't even say that. But I am alone at this moment in time. My roommates... My one, the one left yesterday, the other one left on Saturday to go to their families or friends for Thanksgiving. And my other one is leaving today, I think. So I'm here all alone, which is fine. Um, I'm going to use this time to, um, to clean my room because it is horrendous. Like it is actually really bad. Oh my word. I didn't do the thing. I should probably do that. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. It has been a blast, and we shall chat soon. I love you all so much. I'm in a rush because I forgot about this appointment. Um, and I'll see you on, on the next one. Bye.